Hey everybody, welcome back to Marvelous Geeks. I'm Gisani Sophia, and I'm back with Morgan. Hello. Although we have been united, just not on Marvelous Geeks. What are we going to talk about today that we've been wanting to talk about for months now? Hamilton. Hamilton. An American musical. We were supposed to watch Hamilton live. And then a stupid pandemic happened. And Broadway was canceled. And everything was canceled. Life was canceled. Just, I cannot. But, so, everything was canceled. But then they gave us Hamilton. And I just... Watched it, cried, laughed, sang along... You watched it at midnight, right? Yes, I did. I was up till three in the morning. (laughs) And then when I finally got around to watching it the next day, I remember there was that brief pause. Like that it was stopping for a bunch of people at one point because you said it too. You're like, it just froze for me here. And I was like, no. I think it like it froze during nonstop. Yeah. I think because so many people were like on Disney Plus watching it. Oh, God, it was, I get it. Like, I get why people would pay such big money for it, because. I just love that we got to see it with, like, the original original cast. Yeah, because. I mean, well, the majority of the original cast, because I know two people had already left when they filmed it. Like, two ensemble members had already left. Because Emmy Raver Lantman left. I don't know if it was for Umbrella Academy or because she was going for one of the like uh, tours already. And then um, God, I can't remember her name. But. The fact that you were like you know almost everyone on this cast. <laughs> I follow like the majority of the original cast, like in so- ensemble included, on I- social media. Love it. Because there were so many things that, like, didn't click for me. I remember texting you going, oh, my God, I had no idea that David Diggs is Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. Like, it didn't click. I don't know how. I it's the same talk. exact voice. <laughs> I know, but it's just, like, you know when, like, you'll look at something a bunch of times, you'll listen to something a bunch of times, and then you just, it just, things are not going it fully? <laughs> That's. That was the biggest takeaway for me because I was just like, oh, my God. That man was so infectious on screen that, like... So many people that I was talking to were just like, are we we not going to acknowledge how hot David Diggs is? And, like, everyone was talking about him. (laughs) Because he stole the whole show without question. Like... The joy that he was living through on that stage <laughs> was so transparent that I was like, it does not matter how awful mood you're in. Like, you could just look at him dance in the background or side eye, and it's going to make everything perfect. And that's the thing. It's like, you don't get all that with the, the soundtrack. As much as I love the soundtrack, you don't get the ensemble in the background. You don't get all these other, the side char- character, not characters. Yeah, like... Their facial expressions, their reactions to things. I'm like seeing people in the wings and stuff. Like, yeah, it's so, a whole thing. It is a whole thing, and um, I, 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 and, like, and you don't get a lot of stuff like just listening to it. Like, you don't get like the little bits, even though like the whole show is sung through. Like, there are like some little like bits in between the songs that you don't hear listening to the cast album. But even expressions, as much as you feel things, like, every bit of It's Quiet Uptown, when you're actually seeing it, you're just like, I am destroyed. I'm not going to lie. I watched some bootlegs when it first started. So, a part of me wishes I did but I have a weird thing with bootlegs like I'll watch the bootleg after I won't watch it during unless I've already seen the show 
But it's like, I never thought like I was going to, cause obviously when it was just in New York, like when it first yeah. started on Broadway, like I was like, I can't afford to, I was in college. I was like, I can't afford to fly to New York. <laughs> and oh, tickets like, are so expensive. Like on top of like fl- buying like a plane ticket, then actually trying to get a ticket to a show that was constantly sold out. And even though like knowing like when things are successful, they start doing tours. Like I was like, who knows when it was going to come to LA or an area that I'd be able to travel to. And then those getting money for those tickets. And it's just like, I'd listened to the cast album so many times. I was like, I just, I need to see it. And like, the thing is I hate, I'm completely against people filming in theaters. Like I think it's really disrespectful and rude, but at the same time, like it was on YouTube. Like it just happened to pop up in my recommended videos and I clicked it. But also my thing with theater recording is I know that theaters record every so often, like the theaters themselves legally record, but they never release it. Because they're all put in a vault. I want it. Give it to me. I will happily pay for whatever version of the original show. Like they need to understand that people will pay money. I Even if it's like 50 bucks, I'll pay it just because. I know it's exclusive. It's not a film that was released worldwide. It was exclusive to this place. Like, I would do anything to watch every version of whatever Aaron Tveit is in. God. Hello? Somebody give me all of it. Like, I, I will say, though, the only things I don't feel bad about watching bootlegs of our shows that are, like, no longer running. Yeah. Like, I've watched, like, full, like, I used to watch full, like, bootlegs of In the Heights, and I've watched, like, Spring Awakening on YouTube. Yeah, I've done that, too, with a few of them, that, like, when they're done, and you, you kind of discover them when they're done, too, so there's that, but I just, I don't know, with Hamilton, I just never got around to it, because I was like, I eventually plan on seeing it, like, I knew it would come to LA, because I, I didn't get into it from the very beginning, which is a thing we should talk about, so when did you get into it, exactly? So it wasn't, it wasn't when they were still, like, off Broadway. I feel like it was around the time when it, like, right when it, like, started on, like, premiered on Broadway. But, okay, so it was, it was, it was actually a little bit before Broadway, because I remember seeing all the, um, when they were still, like, doing, like, tech and stuff, because I remember I'd already started following people, and so I saw when they were posting on opening night and everything. So I... It was sometime before then, just because, like, I, In the Heights is one of my favorite musicals. And so when I found out it was his, I was like, oh, I have to start paying attention to this. His being Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, That guy. And so it was a little bit before it opened on Broadway, but I wasn't obviously aware of it from, like, inception, like, when they started workshopping it. Because for me, it was summer of 2016. So that was already when the cast, because I was in New York when the cast was putting on their last performances. It was that summer where Lin-Manuel Miranda and, um, was it? I think it was Leslie Odom Jr. and then Philippa Sue. Oh, wasn't Anthony sitting too, or then it was those? I think Anthony was there for a little bit longer. Yeah, so it was when they had announced that, like, these are their final shows. They're exiting. I was in New York, and we tried the lottery, but that's. I have I have the shirt from <laughs> Lynn's la- like the one last time shirt from his like t shirt brand that he did when he was leaving the show. I have a shirt that's a that's a cat, that's an orange tabby cat. But yes, my cat that says Cat Bolton. And I was gonna wear it, but it's way too hot in LA for a black graphic tee. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I got into it much, how many years was that then? 2015 is when. A year approximately they were on it? It came out. Yeah, so I got into it that summer of their last show, like the last. I mean, I know he's only, he's only had two shows. I think in general, Lynn only really does like the first year or so. Because I think after. Like he did a year in in the Heights, I believe he was in he was in in the Heights for a year, and then I think Javier Munoz took over his Ooh. role. But yeah, like I 
I got into it so a year later and then there was a problem and I could not stop. Listen, I bought the biography of Alexander Hamilton that he read just so I could have it next to the like show book on my bookshelf. I love that and I support that. Like I just I needed all the source material. (laughs) I fully support. I have not read the book, but I have it. I have some movie companions that I have not read yet. So it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, I just, I remember, I don't think I, I know a lot of people rebelled against Hamilton. Not for like, just because it got so much hype that I think people were like, can it really be that good? And I didn't do that just because I hadn't, like, I just hadn't got around to actually listening to it yet until I finally did. And then it is that good. Like, who would think that a rap musical on Founding Fathers would be anything that any of us would be interested in? But I also think a lot of people were, like, against it because they were like, oh, it's like a show, like, romanticizing all these, like, slave owners and like the founding fathers and it's like exploiting quote unquote exploiting like black and brown and people of color like actors of color and it's like none of these people playing these roles are saying that like these people like we are all everyone is fully aware that the founding fathers were terrible people and that i'm like 99.99 percent of people in that time owned slaves yeah and i'm and they wouldn't be a part of the show if they had a problem with the material. Like, yeah, and even when the when the uh, when the movie I guess came out, um, there was that whole conversation on Twitter where it's like, this is so problematic. Why are we supporting this? Why is this? Why is that? And it's like the the good thing about this is that it is causing conversation you should be able to have discussions about problematic figures in history and being able to bring light to them. No one was saying that Hamilton is an amazing person, but it's this idea of hard work and this idea of you can take away good from something without romanticizing these figures. And that's not what was happening, which is what I appreciate that it was causing conversations. And like David Diggs himself said, like I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said like, I don't know if it was, like, an interview that I saw on, like, YouTube or something, or he was on one of the late-night talk shows that, like, you can acknowledge the fact that, like, Thomas Jefferson and these people were terrible human beings with, like, and still acknowledge, like, the good things that they did for the country we're in, like, the things they helped, like, found and develop, and... It's like this is like this is a show that gave all these people like an opportunity like opportunities in a very very like theater is a very white industry. Mm-hmm. It gave them an opportunity to like that they didn't otherwise have before. Like they may have been in shows, but like a lot of times, like people of color are like standbys or ensemble. like understu- like ensemble or like understudies, and they like if they're and if they're standbys or understudies, like sometimes they rarely get the opportunity to like go on stage so it's like it gave them opportunity that they didn't have before and I saw like I saw so many people especially like when it first like opened like I saw so many people acknowledging that fact and so like obviously like no and at the same time like they're playing they're not they're not portraying like the actual people they're playing characters like based on these actual people because Obviously, there is, like, a lot of dramatic licensing. Like, it's not 100% factual. Like, all this stuff didn't, like, happen exactly the way, like, Lynn wrote it. Because he has, like, you're allowed to take, like, some kind of, like, freedom when writing shows. Like, no one's under the assumption that, assumption that Eliza Hamilton was beatboxing while Philip was rapping. She wasn't? No. That's the case. And it's so what if like little kids grow up thinking that George Washington looked like Chris Jackson? Like, well, that's the whole thing with just people and that idea that, oh, but this person was in history. This person is white. 
it's like the whole point is like the show, it's the story of America then told by America now, like what the country looks like now. And that I think is even more, and dare I say, by the people whose ancestors actually built this country. Hard to agree. The, yeah. And not only that, but I feel like having this, especially with music that isn't generally a genre in Broadway, like you don't generally get rap or hip hop in Broadway, you get operatics and, oh, you know, Broadway music, which a lot of people are not into, especially kids. Like, unless you are a musical kid, you're not really going to gravitate towards Broadway musicals. I know so many people that don't like musicals, but we're like, oh my God, with Hamilton. Because it is a new genre, and it is something that's going to make it that much more intriguing for people that would otherwise not be interested in it. So yeah, if kids see this version and go in and do their own research, even better. And then you see what could have been, and you see what was. It's (laughs) the whole learning process that I think is just genius. Go Lynn Mount well, Miranda. Like <laughs> his name is sometimes a tongue twister. It, it it is, especially when you try to say it fast. <laughs> you can't like I feel like he's one of those people that like you can't just say like Lynn Manuel or Lynn. Like I I always feel like I have to say his full name. I mean, I'm sure if I was friends with him, I'd just call him Lynn. But I don't know this man. <laughs> nope. I like so it's Lynn Manuel. We have a lot in common. He also really appreciates Aaron to vape, but other than that, I can't say that we are. <laughs> oh, it's me. I have to bring Aaron into every conversation. But you and this man in a show he's not even associated with. No. I mean, maybe like by a couple of degrees of separation because he's in Moulin Rouge with Karen Olivo, who played Angelica in Chicago. <laughs> that okay, for some reason. I knew that Karen Olivo was in Chicago's um, tour, but I thought she was Eliza. And then when I found out that she was Angelica, and I went and I listened to everything. That's another thing we need to. Do. I could I couldn't see her as Eliza, like just Other versions of tours. Like give me the Chicago cast recording as well, so I can have Karen's versions too. Her like I have watched bootlegs of Chicago. Just See, I was that- actually in Chicago like the summer right before it was about to open in Chicago. So like I got to see like all the like I was visiting my friend. So I, like we walked past like the theater one night and like saw all the banners and everything. I got so excited. I was like I'm not even gonna be here to see this. But I think at the time like Book of Mormon was about, it either had just ended or it was about to end. And so there was still, like, some time before it was actually going to. So I got really excited, even though I wasn't even going to be there to see the show, but just, like, seeing it, like, spread. And then when it came to L.A., I was like, I know I'm not going to be able to, like, for the first time, I was like, I know I'm not going to be able to afford it, but it still just makes me happy. And then I started following, like, all the L.A. company members. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad because the first time it sold out so quickly and then the, the second time. I entered the lottery every single day on the app. Like, not even exaggerating. I gave up. I don't win lotteries, so. And I think, because, was it set 2017 that it came here? Because I feel like I was interning on Hollywood Boulevard, so I'd always walk past it on my lunch breaks. I'd walk past Pantages, and I'd just be like, one day. Yes. One day I'll see this show. I remember her getting ready for it, and talking about it again so just it's it's genius it's revolutionary and I can't do this because it changes all the time with the exception of one but what are your favorite like top five or three my top five what oh songs Oh, because you didn't you didn't specify. <laughs> I just assumed you're reading my mind. Um, who? Let's see. Like in no particular order, or do I have to rank them? Yeah, if you want. I don't. So <laughs> let me let me think. 
I remember I was texting you and I was like, oh my God, it's coming. It's quiet uptown. It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) And like nothing had happened and I was already sobbing. Like for sure. Like I'm not going to like put them in any particular order. Like I really, I really like um, say no to this just because act one, like we obviously hear Jasmine Cephas Jones singing, but the way she sings as Peggy is completely different from the way she sings as Mariah Reynolds. And I love being able to actually actually hear like more of what she's like capable of doing. Cause like in act one, when she's playing Peggy, it's really like not childish, but she's playing like that, like younger, yep. like yeah. little sister. Yeah. And then like that song is just like the vocals just came out. Like, I love her voice. Like, Listen to her CD, her EP, or her album if you're interested in hearing more. <laughs> Is she related to um, Ron Cephas Jones? Yeah. Yes, that's her dad. Oh! And her mom is also a jazz singer, so, you know. Talent, okay. Grew up around the stage. <laughs> so, say no to this. Like, and there, there are other songs that even aren't super long that I just love, like, um, uh, like, the Adams Administration, just because, like, especially after seeing it, like, they're just little bits of things, like, how Jonathan Groff stays, or I guess the actor that plays King George, but, like, from what we've seen, it's Jonathan Groff, like, how he stays on stage <laughs> during that song. And then just, like, sits there, and then he, like, gets in and, like, starts dancing and, like, everything. I'm just, like, I love that part. And then the room where it happens, just. Love that one, too. Ugh, Leslie's voice. And and this is hard. (laughs) Because I also really love Guns and Chips. Oh, Guns and Chips. Love it. And. Well, obviously. And I'm going to I'm going to lump these two together, but because they I mean they kind of go together, but helpless and satif- satisfied. Like I I love the rewind part at the beginning of satisfied. Mm-hmm. Philip Sue and Renee um uh, oh my god, what's her last name? Uh, Elise Goldberg. Oh, Elise is part of her. Their vocals together is just godsend. But also, I think my just my favorite line in Hamilton that I've always used with TV writing and anytime there's been a death or anytime there's been like some kind of darkness tied to it is who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Like it just, it's so simple, but it, it's a gut punch and it's such a powerful line. So I just... That's, like, my favorite line from Hamilton. And I also really appreciate immigrants to get the job done. Come from a family of immigrants. I don't know if I could pick, like, a line from, like, a favorite line. Just because... See, I feel like I can only do that. There's so many songs. (laughs) That, like, I've tied it to so many things. And, like, the first time I heard it, it was just, like, yup. That's that's just life. Like, who lives, who dies, who tells your story? I, and I think that's what I appreciate most about the entirety of the show, that it is about storytelling and it's about keeping legacies alive. Even if they are toxic legacies to a degree, whatever it is, is that people, to having their stories told through and through and staying alive that way because you are important to somebody, even if you're, we're not a great person is just like this is gonna get really cheesy but it's the most beautiful part of life that like keeping people alive through telling their stories and even the ugly it just it gets you on that note I can tell you what line completely just destroys me for absolutely no reason every time two words the orphanage (laughs) I just don't, I don't know if it's like 
how beautifully they sing it or it's just like everything like from that song like hits you all at once and just seeing the like emotion on her face but even before watching it like just listening to it that part always got to me it's just because she's like her husband was an orphan and now she's like taking care of all these kids who are just like him that's like I don't know it's just it's beautiful it really is like the 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 moral of the story is a good story of just humans and celebrating humans and celebrating hard work um, with the hopes that it, it it's honorable hard work but Manuel Miranda, man, I just, he sat there and he, he did this. But the crazy, the crazy thing is like, so I remember this, like he read that book, the biography while he was on vacation after finishing his run in, in the Heights. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to write another one. It's like, while he was on vacation, he started working on so stumped at one point and wasn't sure what he was gonna write or did i miss hear that i thought he was i don't remember ever hearing him say that who said it that like he okay maybe i made it up i don't know and then he got invited to like a like poetry reading or thing at the white house when obama was in office and he did like the first kind of like iteration of Alexander Hamilton, like the song. Of course he was playing all the parts. <laughs> oh my God. I would have loved to see that. You know, Retta, right? Yeah. Um, she, I, I, I was reading her book and she's talking about how she's never had an obsession before. Like any kind of like, she just didn't get when people would be like, oh, my God, like, I love this so much. And then she watched Hamilton, and she was like, I get it. So she ended up watching the show, like, three or four times. And, like, has a Hamilton mug, has Hamilton this, Hamilton that. And she was talking about it. She's like, I completely understood when people would, like, fangirl over something because this was it for me. Like, she has a whole chapter in her book just dedicated to him. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I think she was in the show. <laughs> She well, she she said that she's like she got invited and then she ended up going to one of the last shows and she ended up taking friends and she's like one time somebody no I'm gonna misquote this so I'm not even gonna bother but like she said how like the first time she was just sobbing and like I I get it and that's that's what I love about Hamilton is that people because even our friend you know we got lean into it. And she had it and she watched it immediately and was And I don't just, even think she's really like a theater person either. No. Like I got her to listen to the Moulin Rouge soundtrack because garbage human being that I am. But she yeah, like she said, and after that she was like, I wanna come with you guys when you eventually go when theater opens up and that's the thing. We've again. done it. We we've converted somebody else, but that's just it. Like even people on social media were just like, okay, like what is this Hamilton? I'm gonna check it out, and bam, my friend's ten year old is obsessed with it. Like I think also like like and you mentioned it earlier. The thing is like with us getting like lean into it, it's because like she's not like she's not a theater person. Like and I get it. Like because a lot of like theater music isn't like for everybody. everyday like. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like radio music, but like she really is into like R and B and like like old like old school like R and B and hip hop, which is like like that's the genres that are in this like R and B, hip hop, jazz, like it's all in there. And he also like Lin Lin Manuel Miranda was also like you can like you can hear it in the different songs. Like he obviously took inspiration from specific people, like in Helpless, like. And like, and there's a reason why certain people covered certain songs on the mixtape too. Like Helpless, like that was Ja Rule and Ashanti like all the way. Like, like the the little like growl thing he does when he like during his like verse, like that's inspired by him. Like there's, I didn't know that. Really? <laughs> facts. Bring in the more facts. 
I mean, off the top of my head, like now I can't like that's a lot of pressure you're putting on me now. <laughs> but it's like that that's like the music like she listens to and she likes. So obviously like it was I feel like it was easier to get her into this show because like it is like it's not just like typical like theater music. That's true. But again, I feel like even if somebody wasn't particularly into hip hop and R and B, that they could still it's still so unique in and of itself that it's like, okay, like I'll give this a shot. Like you can get somebody to watch Hamilton easier than you can get somebody to watch Les Mis or Phantom of the Opera. Like, you you know, there's classic Broadway that you have to, I feel like be a fan to really be drawn to it. But with Hamilton, I feel like you can just be like, Hey, this thing that's really hyped is actually worth the hype yeah like that thing i was really scared that i was like what if it doesn't live up to the hype but nope it it's somehow i, like it, I never i never had that worry like i wasn't i i didn't feel like i built it up in my head to be anything more than it would and also like i feel like the praise it got wouldn't like just the fact that it like that first year like all the tony nominations they got like, well-deserved, like, I feel like they wouldn't have gotten that type of rec- recognition if it wasn't worth the hype. Yeah. I love things, but I never, I don't know how to, like, word it. I get what you mean. I I do kind of listen to hype, though, because, I mean, it's where I, like, Grammys, no, not the Grammys, I, that's the only award show I don't watch, um, the Tony Awards, the Oscars, the Emmys, like, those are the shows that I will get my future shows from, so, like, the I, Oscars are a little iffy, uh, very true, and I, the past three years, I would watch the films before, so I'll, I'll know what's happening, but with the Emmys, especially, like, after two seasons of, um, is it two seasons or one of Mrs. Maisel? I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot because otherwise it didn't seem intriguing to me. And so with Hamilton, I knew I wanted to watch it when it got all the Tony nominations and I wanted to listen to it. I just hadn't got around to it until that summer finally. But there are things that I feel like the hype is so strong that you either rebel, and I know friends that are like that, that, like, will rebel, not intentionally, but it's just like, okay, can it really be as good as people are saying? And sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. And you're like, okay, that was great, but I'm not wowed by it. But with Hamilton, yeah. holy shit, like, I, I am wowed by it. The second it started and the first song started playing, I was already in tears. I was like, why am I crying over this? And just, I was like, the, the second, like, uh, Jonathan Groff was, like, over, like, the intercom making his announcement, like, enjoy my show. I already had a smile on my face. I was like, this is going to be great. Yeah, like, from the beginning, you're like, okay. And I don't know if that has something to do with what Broadway can evoke that I feel like TV and film can't as much. Like, I have a thing with Broadway that just... Even if I watch a really sad show, which 90% of Broadway is sad and tragic, but there's something that it does that you're just like, it, it's very satisfying. Coming out of a show or even watching it online, because like I had the Broadway um, HD channel on Amazon and I finally watched Miss Saigon. So it's like getting to experience any kind of, Broadway performance because you know so much goes into it and I'm somebody that like after my first viewing I'll watch for the ensemble and I'll pay attention to them and see everything they're doing and it's just it's something else it's a whole experience I get I get it I I agree that like there's something just different about like theater as opposed to like tv and film I think part of it is that like you know when they're filming like TV shows and movies, like it's not just like all or nothing, like the first try. It's like they're doing like multiple takes and stuff. And obviously, like in all of these things, like they're all acting. So it's not like they're like personal story, like genuine, like feeling, but like 
there's just something more real about it with theater. Like I've only ever seen one musical live. Like I've seen plays, mm-hmm. but I've only seen one musical and it was Amelie, which Philippa C was in, which is also the like stage adaptation of one of my favorite movies. Like we, when I was in high school and I took French, we watched it every year. I love that movie. And, but even like, even just like seeing like performances, like on the Tonys, like you still see like, I know it just feels more raw because you know like they're just on the stage like leaving it all out there like there's no there's no like obviously they get to do the show again like the next day but there's no do-overs in that moment oh exactly there's no lip singing there's it's real it's that's it it's an experience to watch them live through this experience I guess for two hours or so so that's why I it just I don't know there's something about it that just makes you so happy even when it's a really sad production it I so yeah I Hamilton just made me so freaking happy and again back to David Diggs like (laughs) that energy I can't I never getting over it his name has come up a few times, but I just have to mention Mr. Jonathan Groff. That man was on stage for like maybe a total of nine minutes in this almost two hour show. But he just, the moments he was on stage were just amazing. And also just the amount of like sweat dripping down his face and like the amount of like you you know this was pre-COVID because the amount of spit coming out of that man's mouth was ridiculous. But apparently he said like he's always just when he's on stage and performing, like he always does that. Yeah. So now now I need to go back and watch like Spring Awakening performances to see if in fact he does just like spit everywhere when he's singing. This looks so amazing. It sounds so strange because we're talking about spit, but like when you see that, when you see their sweat and you see spit and again it's back to how raw it is that like if this was a tv show or a movie they'd be cleaned up and like yeah la 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 like it wouldn't be so you wouldn't see the emotions that they're spitting like out literally or just how real it actually is to anyone who thinks that like broadway is lip sync hello what it's again also like and just for like this, even though it is just something like I guess he just does when he's performing, like for this particular character, it just made it seem like that much more like believable because like King George was known as like the mad king. So you see him like getting like crazy and like spitting everywhere, like he looks rabid, like yeah, it works. Hey, and I, that's so funny that it was like such a trend on Twitter, but I, it's amazing. Like it's something that should not be so great but you're just like wow I love this and his King George is insane but those songs are ridiculous and I love it's like it just makes you think of like a like bad relationship that's ending and then like he's like you'll be back like you'll see you think you can do better without me like, it's so ridiculous. but And that's, like, peak Broadway. I think his songs are what most Broadway songs are, these ridiculous, like, fun. Um, like, and, we all, and we all know, like, his vocal vocals, his <laughs> vocals <laughs> are, like, insane and amazing. Yeah. And, like, he has a Broadway voice. Yeah. So, like, the, and, like, obviously... It has to do with, like, his character and the fact that he's playing, like, the King of England. But also, it just suits his voice. Mm. And I have no doubt in my mind that, like, because obviously I don't know, like, the whole thing that went into, like, I know certain people, like, Lynn probably had in mind from, like, the get-go from, like, workshopping that these people who wanted to be involved, like, he always says, like, to Chris Jackson, as long as I have a job, you have a job. Because they're, like, best friends. Like, and, but I just... And obviously, obviously, people played King George after uh, Jonathan Groff left the show. But I just feel like it's almost like that part was, like, written for him just because the way he plays, like, his voice is just perfect. He really does have such an interesting voice. So I, 
I mean, they gave him a whole ballad in Frozen 2. <laughs> that whole production is just the range in that production of Hamilton is... There's so much, there's so many different genres, like, mashed together. So much talent, so many different, like, vocals like, in the show. Like, hello, just especially the women and their vocals. We love. What are words? What are words? I just, I feel too much. (sighs) Just the show. (laughs) I feel a lot of things. Like, when I think about my favorite productions for musicals, it is without question in my top five of like, and I'm talking all time. See, me ranking like my favorite musicals, it's based solely on like cast albums. Yeah. Since, like, as, as I've said, I've only seen one musical. But I'm including things like even stuff that like you could watch later. Oh. Like, Apple Miss Saigon. Or there's so many versions of Les Mis out there. Which one do I? I have a cast album. Which one do I have? In the Heights? Like, there's... I love In the Heights. Yeah, like, it's I love without it. question. In my like, Les, like, I love Les Mis. I am a strong believer that my, co- my tombstone will read, she died trying to sing all the parts of One Day More while driving on the freeway. <laughs> Oh, one day more. Um, but Spring Awakening is like up in like my top like favorite musicals. And I but the first like I feel like the first like actually like Broadway song I heard. Um like I have an entire Broadway playlist and musical playlist. Yeah, so the first, I feel like the first Broadway song I remember hearing was uh, What I Did for Love from A Chorus Line. Which is like, what year did like the, that musical even come out? See, like, I can't remember if mine was West Side Story. Honestly, even based off a show I haven't seen, I love Moulin Rouge just because it's based off of one of my favorite movies. I love Baz Luhrmann movies. Yes. Same. Like that whole like Red Curtain series with yes. Romeo and Juliet, uh, Moulin Rouge. What was the third one? What's the third one? There's a third one. Uh, uh. Ballroom. Ah. I saw that once. But yeah. Hamilton is definitely in my top five. How I actually rank my top five, I cannot say. But it's definitely up there. Oh, I could. I'm probably going to go watch it after this. Yeah. Just, and it's something I don't ever, like, see myself, like, getting tired of either. Because obviously it's been, like, five years. And it still has, like, all this it still has like all this hype around it and it's still so good as like the first time I listened to it. But like, I still remember like I I want to say I bought the album at Amoeba. Like I still remember like going into that back room where they have all like the Broadway like, like cast albums and like picking it up and I was so excited like listening to it as I was driving. Still get that same feeling like whenever I put it in my in my car. This was in the old days where I was still burning CDs. <laughs> off, um, my iTunes purchase because I had a digital purchase and my car was an old car so I couldn't do Bluetooth or any of the fancy tech stuff so I had to burn it off my iTunes purchase and listen to it on a two part CD I feel like you were the only person in 2016 burning CDs <laughs> yep you know, I needed music and Steve and I refused to listen to the radio so this is what was happening. And I would burn playlists as well. But it's like, just the fr- from the beginning to the end, there's not a song where you're just like, yeah, that one's not that good. 
I'm like, and I don't know like other musicals where I genuinely like everything like from start to finish. Yeah. But this like, there's not a song I don't sing along to and like enjoy myself when I'm listening to it. Hard agree. Hard agree. I, and I think like a big part of that is like the genres that it includes. But it's also in like just like and it's just the lyrics, lyrics and the writing. It flows so well. And the different voices. It's a good combination of range. Like just that everyone has such a different voice and they blend together so perfectly. The thing is like Lin Manuel Miranda has a very interesting voice. And I feel like I love his voice in Hamilton, for example. But like on Mary Poppins, I don't necessarily love all the songs. I, I do like most of them, but I don't he, love He all does them. have a very like particular voice. Like it does like I mean I loved watching Mary Poppins, but yeah it it does fit better with like mm-hmm. the genres that he uses in his shows, like in the heights too. Like, and I think I'm not that familiar with his in the Heights soundtrack. I have it, but I, I w- I'm not as obsessive about it as oh I am. Gosh. So it's like, ma'am, listen to this more. Find well, it on YouTube. I know when everything was going to happen and the movie was going to come out. I was going to get back I'm, this. I'm very mad that the movie didn't just like get some kind of like digital release. But at the same time, I do want to experience it in, theater. in a theater. Like, Am I going to be allowed to get up in the aisles and, like, sing and dance? I feel like we should go to a sing-along version. Yes. We'll <laughs> do that with Disney sometimes. I they mean, should- I know, they're, I know they, they probably, like, added songs just for the movie or they've, like, changed some lyrics to, like, be more, like, fit in with the times because there is a lyric referencing Donald Trump in the original cast album, which will, it's not, like, anything making him, like, look good, but yeah. it's, like in this like time that we're in no one really wants any yeah but i like i think like his voice is what better suited for like rap like hip-hop like r&b stuff also he's in like a freestyle rap group so like an improv rap he's just he's such a great man like he doesn't have like the typical like Broadway voice yeah but I don't hate it no and that's the thing like especially in Hamilton it I can't imagine somebody else as Alexander Hamilton like it's so hard to imagine somebody else's voice because his is so distinct and so unique that it just it made it better and so that's why I'm like I'm very intrigued with the Chicago um run because I want to see Karen Olivo but I'm also just like, how is it going to be watching someone else as Alexander Hamilton? I don't know. But also, the other actors in the other productions are really good. I, I don't doubt it. Like, that's the thing. Broadly- just from what I've seen, like, clips of, like, of, of, like, people posting on, like, Instagram. Like, people within the cast posting on, like, Instagram of each other. Like, they're all super talented. Yeah, that's the thing. There's, there's so much talent in Broadway. It, it's just distinct we have we have to mention like the people the all the actors that play like multiple ro- roles like oak playing hercules mulligan and james madison like that's like i would understand if that was something you got confused with thinking that was the same person because like when he's playing hercules mulligan like it's a completely Different, different like voice and like style than when he's like little meek old James Madison <laughs> like coughing into a handkerchief every two seconds oh my god and then like we already mentioned um Jasmine doing Peggy and Mariah Reynolds like how different that is I think for Anthony Ramos playing John Lawrence and Philip I I can obviously still tell it's the same person like there's not for me, there wasn't much difference in, like, the way he, like, per- like staying and performed. But, like, watching it, obviously you see how, like, his mannerisms are different with the two characters. And, like That's the thing. The mannerisms get so fascinating to watch because you're just like, what is happening? 
And the then only makes you sense. wouldn't know that Lafayette and Jefferson were the same person was because of the little accent David puts on Lafayette. <laughs> His voice is too distinct to not know it's the same I person. <laughs> it just didn't click. Like I, I can't tell you how that happened. It just did. It's like, you know, when you look at your hand and like all of a sudden you notice like, oh, I have, I don't know, a weird scar there. Or like a mole. Not even like a freckle. I don't what, know. What, is, what is this comparison you're doing? <laughs> I don't know. It's that thing when you like just notice something out of no after a while and you're like, wow, that was there the whole time. <laughs> that is me with. Oh, my gosh. With this genius. I also love the I mean we've talked about the ensemble kind of but I love the ensemble in this cat like and getting to see their like little like backer thing I guess like definitely so sorry that this whole like past like two se- 30 seconds coming out of my mouth was just like me mumbling things um, <laughs> with the ensemble for like this show, especially during the like the cabinet battles, like I love the little like ad libs and stuff that they throw out, and like apparently like they would like change it up like every night for like every show, and like so they just like shout different things. Like when they're um, God, which song is it? Is it Room Where It Happens when they're talking about like figuring out where the like nation ca- nation's capital is going to be? I think it is because it's Leslie singing it. And it's like everyone all they all shout something at the same time, and it's like I always try to like decipher what cities are yelling because I feel like sometimes they're yelling cities that did not exist yet. Like, but I, maybe that's just in my head. Like I'm pretty sure I hear someone yelling like Chicago. I was like, did Illinois exist? Oh. But I just love hearing like all the things like they add in like in the background and like when they're when like. I will never shut up about how shows could not exist without the ensemble, especially like all the background stuff, like when they're moving all the furniture and pieces, like they are like, not only are they like part of like telling the story, but they are also like in a way part of the set. Yes. And they make the scenes happen. Like put some respect on ensemble members. There are not many people that realize like how important the ensemble is. Like you hear ensemble and you're like, yeah, but it's ensemble, but the ensemble is- Like people only care about like the main cast. Like I've seen, like I've heard, like seen videos, like and heard so many stories about people doing like stage door and people like who are like out there waiting, like just overlook the ensemble altogether, like ignore them. Like, and they only care about the like main actors. But it's like this show would not happen without them. Like, the one ensemble that I'm super familiar with, just because I've seen, I'm garbage, and I've seen the show twice, is the Mulan Rouge. I already knew what you were going to say. Every single person, like, I can tell when they're, they've switched it up, and, like, I know all of their outfits. It, it's horrible. It's bad how ridiculous this obsession is. But it's just, like, that ensemble especially you the show would be nothing without them and i say this as somebody that would watch aaron Tveit read a newspaper and pay <laughs> money like but this show is the ensemble like that's how great ensembles are and how important they are that without them the show would be nothing no matter how talented the main cast is i love ensemble heavy shows like yeah. i think even I know that has like a part in why like like, I like theater in general, but, like, I will always have a stronger, like, love and affinity for musicals. Not only because, like, you know, obviously, you know, music is, like, yeah. everything to me. But, like, granted, a lot of the, like, non, like, just regular plays I've seen have been, like, when I was taking, like, theater classes in college and I had to watch, like, a lot of Shakespeare shows. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> I don't I just feel like it's they're missing something like no diss to Shakespeare but exactly what you mean like yes plays are fascinating and I love them like there's 
genius in that as well, but a musical is something else. Like, like it's a cast with five people and it just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> like you need for analysis it's, purpose, but like and it's similar to, like yeah, when I when I had to write a like three page paper on it, like the the smaller number of cast members the better. But yep. It's kind of like but how see, like, like, with film on, and television, you can't have a TV show or a movie without, like, background actors. Like, mm-hmm. you need the background to make the scene believable and make it work. Like, it's the and same it's, kind of idea. Thinking about musical movies, like Les Mis and Grease Live. I mean, uh, Greatest Showman. Yes, we know why you're talking about these things. <laughs> well, Greatest Showman. Like, the ensemble and especially the choreography of the ensemble I feel like tells an even bigger story sometimes than the lyrics you see so much of depth in the ensemble when you said greatest showman I already know what song you're thinking of yep (laughs) it just that choreography makes me weep I have no words like And there's so much more, but these are just off the top of my head. Yes. Without the ensemble, there is nothing. And with this, the ensemble, even costumes for the ensemble. Everything flows so beautifully. What is there? Like, and, like, again, like, for, like, Hamilton, obviously, like, they're a part of, like, telling story. Like, the bullet. Like, she... It's like, and, and Tigre to like several, like, just as her, like Ariana DeBose just playing, like, and being like the bullet, she's like integral to like so many different scenes within the musical, like, when, like, in 10 Dual Commandments, and then when Philip gets shot, and then at the end when um, Alexander Hamilton gets shot. Like, I can just, oh shit. I can just scream about, I almost knocked over a cup, sorry. I really want to go rewatch it again. I've been listening to the soundtrack nonstop for like a few days now, but just. Ugh. Like, I feel like I've watched it so, like enough times, like I've noticed, like, I mean, I'm sure there's still like other things that I haven't noticed, but I feel like I've noticed so much just like in every rewatch, because I like to pay, I t- pay attention to different people. Mm-hmm. Like after the initial watch of like watching, obviously the like uh, main characters, like you see like just watching everyone else in the background just now so much it's a, joy. that's a new game is what what does david Diggs do that i have not noticed yet in the background like during, like during my shot and like those songs like in like the like the bar setting like they're singing but i'm like looking at the people in the back like what are and what, you like, doing over there yeah like reading a book or like just like talking and it deserves the hype, and I'm so happy we got it when we did because it's been a crap year. And they, they knew we needed it. It was canceled. So. And I don't, I don't think they were going to release yeah. it this soon. But they were like, you know what? Let's give them this as a treat. So <laughs> the world deserves. It's gonna be the only good that they get. So yeah. one day we will get to see it live. Hopefully. And then we could come in and we could talk about that cast. Uh, like, I can't wait to sit in a theater and cry about it. Just to sit in the theater, just to sit there. <laughs> because there, there's also that, like, being in the actual set. Even though this made it feel like you are a part of so much. What I would give to just stand on that stage, though. Like, on that turntable. Just for a second. And I remember you had sent that meme that was, like, normal people watching Hamilton. And it's, like, nodding along. Like, oh, this is amazing. And then there was that, like, girl that, like, had tears and snow. Oh, yeah. Like, makeup running down her face. Us. I was like, yup. Yup. My eyes burned so much the next morning because I had stayed up until it finally loaded again. So then I was sobbing because it was like the la- the basically the second act, which is just depressing. And so the next That's morning, also a yeah. theme with him. Hmm? That's also a theme with Lin Manuel Miranda. That's the true. second, like 
the first act's all woo woo, and then the second act is in general, it's the act that just destroys everything and takes your heart and runs with it. So it's like you thought you were gonna have a good time. You thought you were gonna be happy. Okay. I was spoiler alert, everyone's dead now. Like satisfied though, because it told a satisfying story with satisfying music and I just we love it we love it 10 out of 10 without question yeah there's nothing I would change and like usually with all my favorite productions there are things I would absolutely change but with Hamilton there's nothing I would change I feel like I have I have no critiques yeah I, I I literally don't. I tried to come up with somewhere. I was like, oh, you know, I don't like this song as much. But even that, I'm like, that's not even a critique. That's just, the song's still great. So, 10 out of 10 perfection. I don't think there's anyone we know that hasn't seen it yet. So, you can't even... I mean, because I, I am friends with a lot of, like, theater fans. So, at this point... Obviously, like, the only people who I feel like wouldn't have watched it are people who, like, adamantly hate music. Yeah. You know what? I do have some of my best friends. Like, like my that. mom does not like musicals. Like, she told me, she was like, I tried to watch it, but I, just, I couldn't get it. Like, why do people have to sing? And I was just like. <laughs> I get it, but just just try. Like, how, did, how did you birth me? Like, what? from? <laughs> um. I'm whenever life is normal again and you can actually have people over at your house and all that stuff and not social distance, I'm going to bully friends that generally would not watch it into watching it. Because then I think they would actually enjoy it. Because like lean though, they are people that are interested in R and B and are interested in rap more than they are Broadway musicals. Yeah. Hello, this is already unique in and of itself you're gonna like it just have to sit there and shut up about everyone singing everything and watch like and i get obviously like there are theater fans who like like traditional theater like they don't like musicals like for like whatever reason i just feel like give it a shot with this one like and if you don't like me if you don't like musicals because you don't like broadway type music i feel like starting with musicals that kind of like have a more modern style could like open that door like even like Moulin Rouge like obviously because Moulin Rouge as like a movie itself is is a juke it's a jukebox musical so they're sure they have like some like original things but they take all this music from like pop culture yeah and like what's popular now so people just need to just, just do it. Not Bel- all musicals are Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Believe the hype for once. That's just my thing with Hamilton. Because don't I- judge, don't judge musicals based on cats. <laughs> oh God, no, no, I don't, I don't know. Um, that is coming from someone who hates cats with a burning passion. You love cats. The musical. Oh, you watched it? No, I mean, I okay. I did not watch the movie. Through that? Why would I watch the movie when I don't even like the stage musical? Never even seen it. I have zero interest in it. Neither have I. I listened to some like I don't. I just don't understand the point. No. Like, what was he? What was Andrew Lloyd Webber on? Like, like let's dress people up as cats. And have them, like, just fight to die. <laughs> I, I have a lot of questions. I don't have a lot of questions on Hamilton, though. Just praise. The good, bad, and ugly deserves praise. Yeah. They it's, did that. It's, wor- it's well-deserved hype. It's worth yeah. the hype. It's worth all the awards. Yeah. From <sighs> beginning to end, it satisfies. It really does. Even in the ugly in the darkness it there's there's so much 
so much power in one musical. Imagine having that much power. I can't. But and at first, I wondered if it was just like <clears throat> American theater fans who liked it because obviously it's telling an American story. an American story. <laughs> but then there are people from like other countries who really like it. It's like you could know nothing about our country's history mm-hmm. and still enjoy. I mean, I'm sure people from other countries, obviously, I don't know if they learn American history. I'm sure they do to a degree, and especially... I mean, I feel like every country, like, shapes their curriculum to be, like, to have... Well, this is coming from an American standpoint, because I know we do it. So I'm just assuming other countries also, like, shape their curriculum to, like, have their story be, like, the focal point. But I could be totally wrong, and that could just be... The basics of when we were founded, who, blah, blah, blah. Like, all the gist of it, I feel like, is something they would learn. Unless they're like, maybe today's curriculum doesn't, because they're like, you don't need to know anything about America. They're failing. (laughs) There's nothing you need to know about them. Like, all that to say, like, you could be, like, completely unfamiliar with, like, American history and still, I feel like you would still enjoy. Like, because I don't enjoy this musical because it's about American history. Exactly. It's because it's so well done and the songs are catchy and the lyrics are fantastic. And even and without watching it to be telling the story of the people on our money. Yep. The $10 sounding father. Oh my God. I had to, it was just, but yeah. So Hamilton, man, I need to go rewatch it. A plus plus ten out of ten. Would watch again. One hundred. Do recommend. Yes. Well, thank you for coming back on. Thank you for having me. This is different than sitting in the same room together and recording. Well, good times. Good times. You were the last person I recorded a podcast with before we went on that really long hiatus. Was it Endgame? No, it was on shipping. Oh, yeah. um, Being able to ship things that your friends don't ship and still being able to have conversations about it. What what were we talking? What was the one that we disagreed on? Jane the Virgin. Oh, yeah. That show. Jane the Virgin. And then we need to re-record a Heart of Dixie podcast. (laughs) That was a mess. (laughs) I also lost it because oh. technology sucks, but that yeah, happens. Well. Oh, she, my friend Shelby, she stopped watching after the end because she had to go meet her cousin. And so she stopped after the season three finale. And I was like, you couldn't have just watched episode one of season four. Well, I'll need the reaction. And then she'll be sad because it's such a short freaking season. I know. I don't even get the name of the baby. TBD. <laughs> TBD Kinsella. Heart Kinsella. But we will be back. So where can people find you until then? On every social media platform at Morgan McNair. Delightful. Alrighty, guys. Watch Hamilton if you haven't already. I'm sure you have. But in case you live under a rock, trust us. If, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you've watched it. Yeah. But in case you haven't, what are you waiting for? Thank you, guys. Goodbye. Stay healthy. And God bless. Bye.